Welcome to the Grapevine Society podcast, a platform for sharing the experiences of young people as we figure things out, from student life to post-graduation. I'm your host, Sathiwi Blathke, and in each episode you'll be hearing real stories from real people, because anecdotal evidence can be invaluable when it comes to getting the specifics. I missed it. I missed it. Oh my gosh. We have got Zara and Sahara in the room on the podcast today. Hi. Hello. Oh my God. This already sounds like a radio show. (laughs) I'm so excited to have two guests on. Um, So we're going to be talking about medicine at Oxford. I feel like now's around the time where everyone's applying, um, if I'm right. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, and these two do medicine Medicine. in their fourth years now. So do you want to I don't know, give a b- brief background about yourselves just so people know who's speaking. Okay. Do you want to go um, first? Yeah, I'll go first. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sahara. I'm a fourth year medical student at Queen's College, Oxford. Um, what else should I say? I'm from Reading, so I live quite close to Oxford. Like, my home address is quite close. Um, <laughs> I'm, I was born in Nepal. <laughs> so, yep, a BAME student. That's quite important. Um, and... Yeah, that's all. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I'm Zara. Um, So I'm also a fourth year medical student at Queen's College, Oxford. Um, I grew up in Devon, so it's quite far away in a small little seaside town called Torquay. In the English Riviera, you guys <laughs> might know about to mention that. I'm also a BME student. um, And yeah, me and Zara have been together since day one basically yeah. since flurry days yeah. Zahara. <laughs> Zahara. <laughs> god what a what an iconic duo yeah. i feel like i'm performing <laughs> someone, like there's no one else in the room i feel like someone's watching me <laughs> i'm gonna turn the mics down because it's clipping so much okay um I mean, you're a bit of a performer anyway, let's be real. <laughs> yeah. Have a bit of karaoke. <laughs> I'm really going to, I'm going to get Sarah to sing into these mics yeah. later for us. Could you could do my jingle, my jingle, my intro and I outro. I could definitely do jingle. <laughs> Gosh, get you a girl who can do both. <laughs> I'm so keeping all of this in, by the way. Okay, um, so thank you for that background information. Um let's talk about I guess the application process because I want this podcast episode to be sort of centered on um yeah that whole process for someone who went through what you guys went through what four or five years ago um because it can be a very daunting process and that's kind of the aim of this podcast to help um people who to to help people get access to this information Mm -hmm. especially from people who have been through it before so I guess let's start with like how you decided to apply to Oxford or just like other uni choices in general? Because I think I remember like you saying about choosing between like London versus out of London and Mm. like, because obviously medicine, I know in my school anyway, the people who wanted to apply for medicine, they had to choose one option, which wasn't medicine, just in case they didn't get in. One less, yeah. We're not allowed to apply to five. five. We have to apply to four. Okay. Um, Yeah, I think for me, the biggest thing was our teachers always said like, your course comes first and then your university comes second. So I knew I wanted to do medicine. Um, and then I just looked up places close to home, really, because I didn't want to be too far. Really? So I knew London was an option. And obviously Oxford was quite close, but I wasn't completely sure if I would apply. You know, it's like quite a big risk. 
um and then southampton i applied to because that was quite close and um based on like my ucat score so which is an entrance exam i knew i'd be i would be eligible to apply oh so how did that work um so in the summer so the summer of year 12 so after you finish year 12 you take an entrance exam ucat um and most medical unis look at the ucat um oxford doesn't they look oh. at the bmat which you take later on after you've sent your application through and that's specifically to oxford and um like ucl oxbridge yeah yeah oxford cambridge ucl some london some random unis but most of okay. the unis take ucats that's like the main one if you want to do medicine which you should like focus on but um if you're looking for specific unis then it depends really but basically most people do both i think sorry i could just hear sahara breathing <laughs> is that a car going by but we're like in the top top floor of this house so that's just that surely there's not <laughs> just, and then i looked over so and i just see her <laughs> my heart is going oh, fast I don't know why. they're nervous everyone they're nervous yeah. um well, I, I forgot my question now um yeah. i wanted to ask so did you do that for your school <laughs> friend just walked just in. True, Dad. You need to come so in. Moon walked so. out. Do you want to come in? Pull it. Pull it. She's, oh, she's, she's gone. gone. She's gone. <laughs> Camera shot. Oh, she's back. Huh? You can come in. No, just, hey, Hello. Are you leaving? No. Oh, okay. I just wanted to come and take us some stuff, but obviously you're right. busy. Hiya. Um, okay. Yeah. Right, I'm going. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Um, that's Calypso uh, from Calypso.sings on Instagram. I want to get her on the podcast, so go give her a He's follow. He's a regular dude. <laughs> Sneak <laughs> peek a of her song. <laughs> Sung by Calypso herself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I promise she's better than me. Um, so was that done through your school, like through those um, doing those exams? Like, so they told, kind of told you uh, to Yeah, do. so my school was um, really structured. So I think everyone who wanted to do medicine, they literally had like a kind of program, a mini program for you. Um, so they literally helped you through every single step of the application process, which like not all schools get. Um, so yeah, they, <laughs> they let us know that we had to do our UCAP. I think most people knew that anyway. Mm. Um, and you do that yourself. It's very independent. You have to like sign up for it, you have to teach it yourself, everything. You have to teach yourself. Yeah. yeah, like nothing, no one teaches you. It's also like an aptitude like test. So it's not something you can practice it and obviously you can get better at it, but it's not like knowledge. It's more like like verbal reasoning and yeah, like non-verbal reasoning, abstract reasoning. Practice, yeah. Can really memorize. So it's not like- It's not like science. It. Okay, no. so it's not like I'm just going to- Tech. know my biology and my chemistry no no, no. that's more the bmat yes yeah, the so then bmat is like, like your school usually like you tell your school you want to do it and they like sign you up for it and then you do that like in an exam hall and like mm-hmm. that's like sciencey and i think the science maths um and like a written thing as well like a little mini essay, essay. um but yeah were you stressed well i think because it was I, also new like yeah. i didn't know how much work i should be doing um, and also the UCAT, like Zara said, you're left to your own devices, really. So I was like researching loads. There are resources out there. Like I used Medify. Yeah, so a lot of resources, um, are, they cost money. Um, so not everyone has access to it. I actually didn't use anything um, that you had to pay for except this one book, which was like like the ultimate guide to the UCAT exam. <laughs> Write <laughs> that down, put it in the note. <laughs> um, but I think, a lot, I think most people use that book and then people, if they wanted to, they could pay for like courses and stuff. But um, on online on the UCAT, 
uh, website as well they have loads of like free resources that you can like yeah. practice with but i really recommend medify for that like i think most people sponsored. are using it now. what is it it's not spo- sponsored hit me up if you want me to sponsor you anyway um it's a s- <laughs> This is all being kept in. I'm loving this okay. so much. Anyways, it's an online um, website. Basically, they have loads, a huge question bank of like loads of questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and they like do mini mocks and loads of mocks for you, and they compare your grades to like other users, so you kind of know whereabouts you are. They give you like predicted yeah. grades as well, and. Um, yeah, it's very really useful. I think it's gotten a lot bigger since we last used it. Like yeah. my sister, she's applying to medicine um, this year, and she's she used it and she really enjoyed it and liked oh, it. That's so good. Oh, perfect. So, were those entrance exams? When do you get your results? So for you, cat, you get them immediately. Like they literally oh, instantly tell you the results. Like some driving test stuff. Yeah, it's literally you do it in the same centre <laughs> yeah. as I did my drug period yeah. driving yeah. period. I did. As well. yeah. <laughs> It was the exact same going alone. environment. Yeah. Um, and then BMAT, I don't think, you know, for a while, they, like, post you the results or something. Like, I can't even remember yeah, and how it's long after it took. you have done have it. already sent off your applications. Okay. So people yeah. don't really tend to apply, rely like, on BMAT. BMAT. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, that's a big risk because you don't know how well you're going to do in it. But the other one is before you, you know even apply. Before, yeah. yeah. Okay. And so that, so what do you need in order to be able to apply? Is it for, so, like, like um, I think for UCAT, like, the average score is between like 500 and like 700 and 600 is like standard 700 and above is like really really good is it yeah. out of... i don't even know what uh, it's out of. <laughs> it's the average so it's, it's like average of different things is the average yeah but there's not there's not Max. something so basically you get full scores like 2000 something blah 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 and you divide and it by you how many it sections mm-hmm. um and the the max average so if you got full marks on everything your average would, would be 900, 900. Oh, okay but like 700 and something is like really really good so if you got like in the 700s you'd know you're pretty likely to get an interview unless you, like you really mess stuff up oh, otherwise right, yeah. um from like whatever medical school you apply apply to um whereas like in the 600s that's like that's still really good but it's more like there will be other candidates that are better than yeah. you at that point yeah. but <laughs> yeah you have but you probably will still get an interview as well <clears throat> i think in the 500s it's where it's like a bit more like you're not that would be regarded as a low score yeah so it's like a risky game so in terms of like having that and getting a good score whatever that's going to improve your chances of getting an interview but what about the personal statement how does that balance out i think i think the personal statement depends on the uni because i know a lot of unis don't really look at personal statements that deeply they kind of might use it in your interview or something or like use it kind of to spot red flags like if you're like a psychopath i guess they're not going to care about your because like, like not gonna lie every much. single personal statement is like almost exactly the same yeah. <laughs> and like i don't yeah, know like everyone has work like you need work experience they say or like even a little bit so that's um, the main is that the main yeah thing? work experience volunteering like showing long-term commitment to wanting to have done, like help people yeah um so like care homes etc stuff like and that i think with medicine personal it's not really like what you've done it's more like what you've reflected and learned from it so yeah. if you even if you like just volunteered at your local charity shop or something if you like extracted a skill that you learned from that so i don't know if you're working a team and you did like oh i worked in a team yeah. <laughs> like and like showed like, but, like teamwork really, yeah. whatever that's similar to like how you'd work in a team in like the healthcare profession um i think they care more about that more than 
what you've specifically done. Mm. So if you're just shadowing a doctor all day, like that's cool. You get an insight into medicine, but it doesn't necessarily mean you've learned anything or you've like learned the qualities that a doctor needs specifically. Yeah, so I guess it's good to know that you don't have to have like a well-established connection or something. Yeah, I think a lot of people worry about that because obviously if your dad's a doctor or like your parents have friends who are like in the profession, like you would have an advantage in that sense. But if you don't use those resources like in the correct way, it doesn't really matter. Like as long Mm. as you do something and then extract something valuable from it, then that's what's important. I think especially right now with COVID and stuff, they're not offering as much work experience. So like I wouldn't panic about that as long as you have some form of like knowing what a job entails, like knowing how to work with people, communication skills, teamwork skills probably be fine what did you guys do for work for yeah. what uh, work experience so like i shadowed someone in a hospital like a cardiologist something that was probably the most useless thing i've ever done in my life like i literally just stood in an operation theater watched the same operation about like three times like grazing out <laughs> yeah and like you just have to st- you can't even sit they don't even let you sit so i had to stand there for like four hours straight watching the same thing like three times in a row um so that was useless, but like still, it was quite it was quite cool to see it the first time around. Um, and then what else did I do? I did like I worked in a charity shop, worked in a care home. Just like I literally just gave out tea and biscuits in a care home. But obviously, you get to interact with people um, and like chat to them and stuff, which is quite nice. Like character building. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's it's interesting because like I worked in a like an end of life care like sort of care mm-hmm. home, so everyone there was literally about to die like yeah. very soon. Um, so then you see like quite a lot of like varying scenarios mm. which yeah it's interesting what about you um yeah i basically did a day at the hospital i didn't shadow like i think mine was more useful because i didn't shadow like one specific person they sent me around to a few different wards so i got to see um i think i was in the acute medical unit and then i also got sent to um radiology as well so i saw like that slide um behind the screen in the operation theater um and uh what else i did yeah i did volunteering at a care home um mine wasn't i think ever it was more like dementia um a lot of dementia patients and um i did also work i worked with autistic children uh, an organization called cats ypp as well um and i also did a few a two weeks work experience in a hospital in nepal as well after the earthquake um, which was a really interesting scenario because that was something you wouldn't really get to experience, especially here. Mm. Um, yeah, and that was really useful. And also comparing like how the NHS works here and seeing how another country who is quite poor operates its hospitals. Um, Did you guys do this in the, all in the summer? No, it was no. Like pretty much spread out throughout like the three years before so like, I, I probably oh, just started wow. thinking okay. about it so actually I didn't even know if I wouldn't do medicine for like a really long time like because I, d- I had like got a negative view of it like people who have no lives you know <laughs> like you yeah. know, you're working all the time you're studying all the time so I, like I really wasn't I would, vibing with that I would just like to add in here that Zara's other choice was to do architecture <laughs> which is <laughs> literally as long of a degree yeah. so she yeah, brings it up all the time still. <laughs> <laughs> anyway so I like went back and forth from it for ages and like I like science and it's cool I thought biology like was really interesting but like I don't know if it was like a passion for me um 
and then like I started reading more books about it and I read like some articles online and like I went back and forth from like dentistry to medicine um and then I think I decided probably like late year 11 maybe even after my GCSE results so that's probably when I started thinking about doing like more medicine specific work experience um because before then the only experience I had was like you know you have to like volunteer for DOV <laughs> So like, yeah, I just did I like, never did yeah. oh I like God. a charity shop. Yeah, yeah I did that. <laughs> that's literally all I did. Um, yeah. yeah, so it wasn't, you'd have to start thinking about that early, but like end of year 11, beginning of year 12, you should probably be like sorting some stuff out. Yeah, if you want to like, get that. some experience in. And even if you don't know if you want to do it, it's best just to do it anyway. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it must help you, right? It will yeah. help you in whatever you do, like just any random bit of work experience, like experience at the end of the day in it yeah, yeah and it'll help true. you know if you actually want to go into it at, yeah as well so like it's not just for your personal statement mm-hmm. um i was gonna say something i forgot oh i also i also um decided like i want to do medicine after gcse's because before then i actually didn't know if i like i would be capable of doing it you know because <laughs> everyone would just hype it up so much like it's so hard it's so difficult to get into which is true to like an extent um, but I didn't know if I had the qualifications to like actually yeah. be able to apply. It is true. It's hard to get into, but I think it's more about your mindset and your work ethic rather than your intelligence. So I think as mm-hmm. long as you have the bare basis of like um, like intelligence, like in science and stuff, like decent GCSEs, if you're quite driven um, and you're like willing to work hard, you don't even have to work a lot. You just have to kind of work effectively. So if you just tell yourself like, I'm just going to do this today, like I'm just going to do like two hours of like yeah. UCAT revision or whatever, and you actually do it and you set aside your time and organize your time well, I think that's what helps the most. So it's yeah. like holding yourself accountable, just doing Yeah, and because it's do. also, you're quite young at that point and like you haven't, at that stage of your life, you haven't really had to have much responsibility for yourself, I don't think. So I think having the maturity and like just, I don't know, your own self-driven willpower to like do something yourself is what makes like it's what differentiates someone who like gets into medical school and yeah. who doesn't I think rather yeah. than their intelligence like that's not really like limiting factor and so, yeah what are you gonna say I was just gonna say like it's as Zara said it's not just intelligence it's also that but also um because medicine is like a social career as well mm. so you you can't just be smart you need to be able to communicate with people um and you can get that experience through just like volunteering and or just working in a shop um yeah i think that part is also very important because there are loads of people that i knew about who wanted to do medicine but actually did not end up getting in a place getting a place because in interviews they didn't show like empathy and um they actually didn't know what how important talking to patients would be in a job which is really odd if you think about it because mm. you're literally with people all the time in this career um yeah that makes so. sense though because like you could know everything there is to know in your like textbook or whatever yeah yeah but if you're not learning from others and learning from experience and then applying it applying that knowledge so i think one of the sayings is like knowledge isn't power unless it's applied or something yeah. like that, right which is yeah. good gonna give you like a little quote board or something yeah. <laughs> um so then what made you kind of go for it and choose like like to apply to Oxford because that's also like that's a long process in itself yeah too. that's like a different story yeah <laughs> um do you want to go okay um so Oxford okay so one thing it was close yeah <laughs> and um I don't know as an Asian like <laughs> as we were growing up like because I've 
uh, my parents have moved to England. They've sacrificed loads of stuff for me. I've always had this expectation of me to like do well. And as I was growing up, like my family back in Nepal would always be like, ha ha, you're gonna go Oxford, like ha ha. And I'd be like, oh no, <laughs> like that's so unre- unrealistic. Um, but as I got like closer to applications and stuff, I realized that that was something I could do. And I'd actually wanted to do just because I know a lot of people won't say this, but Oxford is like, well, how would you say like it's got like a name for itself, right? Yeah, yeah that's, that's a, a reputation. huge yeah, part a reputation. of why you would want to apply. Like, and my parents really wanted me to apply as well. Um, but that wasn't obviously my sole reason for applying. I went to look at the uni. I thought the, the way the course was lay, laid out would be really um, beneficial to the way I enjoyed learning because Oxford is split into like, you learn all the academic fir- stuff first in the first three years, and then you apply in the next three. So I thought I would like, I felt more confident about learning things first and then applying it later on. Um, uh, what else? I really enjoyed the city, which is why I chose it over Cambridge, which is very similar. Did you visit? Um, yeah, Cambridge. I felt like was a bit more just like Compact. green. Yeah, <laughs> it depends on what type know, of person man. you are. I've never been, but I've heard that Cambridge is a lot smaller. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot smaller. It's very. I think like the university is the city for Cambridge, whereas Oxford feels like it has more to it than just the university. Um, yeah, that's why I chose Oxford. I'd say. Mine's probably quite different, actually. I didn't really think about it very much um, because, again, I wasn't, like, even sure about medicine. I wasn't, like, really... I would say at no point in this process, I I didn't decide to myself, I am going to be a doctor. I kind of just, like, went along with it because, like, I had to decide something. I needed to, like, apply to university. And so I just, like, went with the flow. Um, and then at my school, they would, like, encourage some people to, like, apply to Oxford or Cambridge um and i also i think a big part of my decision was i went to the unique summer school which is like um a program that they do at oxford for like students to come for like a week or something you live you live as a student in oxford for that week and like you go to like the lectures um and they do like events and things for you it's really it's actually really fun and really cool um I didn't get in. <laughs> so he was a rejected oh from the uni summer school. Well, I'm so glad you said that though, because if anyone listening, yeah, it's happened to you. Yeah, don't not getting into uni. Sahara Pan did it. Yeah. Did it, so I didn't do. Sahara Pan did it. But yeah, I know. Oh, God. Oh, wow. <laughs> but yeah, so I got into Unique, and um, the college that gave me for Unique was Queen's. And I remember arriving, and they put us in this, like, disgusting accommodation and like <laughs> the whole week is called the flory building uh, <laughs> since being closed by the way yeah, yeah. being closed because it's in an in a uninhabitable, uninhabitable. <laughs> she had a <laughs> leak in her, in her ceiling my ceiling collapsed time, yeah, oh shit. side note this is where they actually housed you as fresh or housed us as oh, freshers okay. when we joined but yeah so because i lived in flory in the unique i was actually i vowed not to come to queens if i was gonna apply to oxford but i ended up going to queens anyway because of like pooling it wasn't pooling it was like i think the college i applied to had been oversubscribed so like before interviews they just randomly put me in another college um and it was queens <laughs> but i don't regret it i do love queens um i was but, waiting for sahara yeah. to be like you met me that's so funny because i actually didn't apply to queens either like yeah, i did same. an open application so they just randomly put me that's into quite, queens I as think well that's quite mad to do an open application yeah, i know i i, but I, I would not it, i know. would not do it 
again i would just be like just choosing yeah because i really didn't get the differences between colleges before i arrived like i know a lot of people knew some stereotypes about different colleges i just literally picked when i picked keeble originally it was like one of the closest to medical school so i was like just a short walk um but there are definitely like quite different atmospheres in the different colleges I would actually say, like, if you go on the student room, there's, like, a That's list quite helpful, of yeah. um, colleges and, like, their normal, like, kind of stereotypes to mm. do with it. And I'd actually say, like, they're, like, quite accurate. 70% accurate. Yeah. <laughs> Not gonna lie. So, so I'd like, actually for, do your research. Yeah, for Queens, I think it's in the student room that it's, like, a very inclusive environment, um, which friendly, is definitely true. Yeah. It's very friendly and welcoming, which is 100% true. Um, but I was to say, it's quite a small college, and I see that as a positive because... Um, it just means that you literally know everyone in yeah. the college, that you walk around the college, um, you'll say hi to whoever walk, walks past you, regardless of what year they're in or what yeah. subject they and do. And it's not too tiny either. Like. Yeah, it's like a good medium ground, I'd say. Mm. But I can't remember what the original question was. <laughs> We've oh, like well, really steered I. off. Let's just go with the flow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I haven't... Wait, what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say like a big part of choosing college be like you know you chose keyboard because of the location yeah um there are some colleges that are really, really far, far away like, yeah. Saint Jude <laughs> is so far <laughs> um see so yeah, i would look at that suit some people yeah, yeah. some people if prefer that and ride you... a bike unfortunately zara cannot ride a bike <laughs> yeah. so. i can She's now learning. Oh, i've yeah, learned true. oh yeah, yeah. Mm. that was fun <laughs> um it is i think it's worthwhile like looking into that and looking on the student room and stuff um and maybe also for like the numbers of medics that each college takes yeah so i think they're all quite similar There's, it's between four and six. six. Oh, really okay. yeah um so that's okay then yeah, yeah i wouldn't I think that I wouldn't, would make that much yeah, too much about that yeah. yeah but i also wouldn't have your heart set on like one college because if you don't get in yeah. it's really not the end of the world yeah, definitely. um and and to be yeah. honest i ex- our experiences everyone ends up loving the college they're at most of the most time anyways yeah. pretty um, much everyone i know yeah has said that they love their college except josie is- yeah. episode one of this <laughs> podcast go check it out now <laughs> thank you for the plug um but it does like i do think like the college you're at does change your experience it really, especially quite a lot. we found with medicine um every college is very different in the intensity of their workload which we really <laughs> found because so, queens yeah. was queens was extremely chill with us it was like the perfect level for us i think because yeah our tutor's really supportive yeah our does. tutor's like revalue your well-being a lot more than your academic performance which is amazing yeah they um, still want you to do well and they still push you but, but not aggressively yeah, so not to your extremes <laughs> yeah. yeah and they like cater to you so if you're having issues or if you're like falling behind or whatever like they'll, they'll sort something out for you basically um which is great and like the amount of essays we got a week was like really manageable and it was like we had um a lot of time just to like live our lives as well whereas other colleges um, there are other colleges which are similar to us, but then there's also other colleges which like are a lot more intense with workload because like yeah. that's their main priority, like academic like performance. So it depends on yeah. who, what type of person you are. If you're really into that and like you're really into your science and you love working hard, then that could be for you. Or if you want more of like a chill time, then you know, yeah, just have to apply to a college that suits you. Yeah, I agree okay that's great that's really you know what you guys are doing so well so really? far i have to say this is actually i hope well i feel that's like fun. it would be useful for me i'm learning a lot too <laughs> yeah. um 
So what about, oh yeah, we never got to what other unis you applied to. Oh uh, yeah, oh, me and Sahara are so similar. We overlapped oh so yeah. much, like we could have met anywhere. anywhere. <laughs> so we both applied to Oxford, both applied to Imperial, Imperial. both applied to Kings. Kings. <laughs> <laughs> and then I applied to Leicester. Um, Whereas I applied to Southampton. Yeah, and for me Leicester was just kind of like, I literally just picked a random uni off like the list of unis that do medicine. Um, just like as a kind of like a backup because the other three I did was quite like intense like competitive unis um so that's why I picked Leicester yeah I picked same thing for Southampton with me like I liked it and it was like a few grades below my predicted so I thought it was quite a secure option yeah um and yeah I ended up putting it as my second choice because after you get your offers and stuff you put one um what's the word well, it's insurance in, right? you, yeah. yeah one firm, firm, firm insurance, and then one yeah. yeah insurance yeah what was the um course that you applied to which wasn't medicine oh i oh. applied to um biological sciences at <laughs> reading because <laughs> my dad was like if you're not getting to medicine i'm not paying for you to go anywhere else you can live at home <laughs> fair enough yeah. um mine was biomed at kings i think yeah oh, biomed. All right, yeah because cool. i kind of just wanted to be if i wasn't going to do medicine i kind of wanted to be in like a cool city just like yeah. live you know enjoy uni but the thing was i just recommend like doing gap year because if, like, you, if, if you, you really want to do medicine if you because if you want to do medicine and you get your grades um, and you don't get, end up getting offers um i would wait and see how you do in your a levels mm -hmm. and see if you can still apply because I think you have a chance and you, you yeah, I wouldn't give sense. up so early when it's something that you really want to do. Yeah, that's yeah. like what I mentioned in my in the episode I did with Josie. Like we both applied twice. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um because for us it just made sense to do a foundation year. Yeah, exactly. And so you can kind of do almost do the same sort of thing. Yeah, you can get some more work experience in. And yeah. Like, yeah. Even just like live your life for a bit. Yeah, go travel, take, yeah. whatever. You can even split up the year. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to. Yeah, my sister went to work experience the other day. Oh. She was saying that her doctor encouraged her to do a gap year because mm. she was like, once you enter medicine, it's so like non-stop, non-stop that you want a year to just pause, yeah. be able to take other things in. But exactly. also another thing, we did. I know we just said it's non-stop, but um, I feel like it's really not been as hardcore as I expected. Like the first three years of for us preclinical medicine, it's different at every uni, but us, it's been very scientific and like very like research focused the mm -hmm. first three years um and i found i've had like just like a lot of time yeah just to have a normal uni experience like everyone's always like oh the medics like oh they've got so many lectures blah blah, blah. like i just really haven't found that like we would have like one or two lectures first second year we'd have like yeah. a couple of lectures a day maybe like one lab but we'd always be done with like contact hours yeah by like the late afternoon early afternoon and then whatever work we did we'd just do our work and yeah. then you'd forget about it and then just live there are different types of people so there are other people who really want to know like learn a lot and like focus their energy yeah, on go like above an extreme yeah go above and beyond basically and like really that's the right one above an extreme you always um, want to get people like that everywhere. yeah i get that everywhere uh, especially at oxford there are maybe a couple more than <laughs> anywhere else <laughs> and i think the college um, we went to played a huge part of yeah, that as well though because our, our college is quite chill we didn't yeah. really have that for us um so you can be like that or you can also just do the absolute bare minimum which is like the two essays you have to do a week or whatever and forget about everything until exams come around um and, and plod that's along when it's yeah when we felt the like yeah obviously it does but you 
But you stab you in the back. What's it? But <laughs> you clearly it really is not all about intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> What's the phrase? Uh, oh yeah, but you shoot you in the foot. Foot. <laughs> Anyways, obviously like when it gets to exams and you've done nothing all year, it is a bit tough. <laughs> yeah, so I wouldn't recommend it. So don't like completely slack off, but you also can and you can yeah, get like, by. Remember to live your life. Yeah, that's the, that's the take home message of this yeah, talk. Yeah, the only, I would say the only time where I felt like, oh, okay, this is the Oxford that I was expecting was, was around, around exams. exam times. Because that's then, when the pressure is high. That's with everything. Yeah, I think with any uni you go to around exams, everyone's stressed, everyone's like, like in like a shitty place um but yeah <laughs> i mean it was intense i remember you two in your second year for your mm. second year exams mm-hmm. those few weeks oh my god we did go a bit crazy yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was mad yeah but i just i see the i see it as i'd rather uh enjoy myself the rest of the year and then maybe suffer a little bit more in like the two weeks of exams mm-hmm. um and we're then, still here. So. And we're still here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like we failed things and like yeah. we've still we've still made it through. Yeah. So it's once you're in, I think it's it's bit it's difficult to get kicked out. Yeah. I mean people they <laughs> wanna see you succeed. Yeah. yeah. They'll do things to actively help you. Yeah, and I think our mindset was kind of similar from the start. Like uh, we came in thinking like this is Oxford. We don't need to be the best of the best. We don't need to be the number one medical student. Also, wherever UK, you go, you, know? you don't need to be the best of the yeah, best. Yeah, exactly. Every, at the end of the day, everyone's going to become a doctor, and like you're yeah. all going to be doing the same thing. And there's a lot of people who went through the first three years of medical school, like comparing themselves to everyone. Mm. And you have to remember that all the all of us are really smart. We're here for a reason. Um, yeah. So I think if you just take it like just be chill just like you know you know you're here for a reason if you're just passing that's fine like um most people just pass every year yeah i'll just take it easy because also i guess i know well how much does ranking mean uh to me very little yeah f- yeah. yeah for us i don't think and maybe should we explain that for those of you who do? I don't think we even understand it completely. Yeah, yeah only really like our because we had such a nice tutor. Like, we only he only really brought up brought up our ranking, ranking. when it's like someone did really well. So he'd be like, "Oh, congratulations!" Like mm-hmm. you got blah blah. But I never felt like it was important. So like thing the to only me. thing it is important for is like when you finish clinical school, like when you finish completely in your sixth year, where you are ranked. Um, the the kind of the, depends what's the word it's based it on like... makes it decides what hospital you'll work at okay um so i think at the end of clinical, clinical school you put down like a top 10 or whatever areas of the country you want to work in or something like that i'm not even sure myself um and then how you do in your exams like is what tells you which hospital you'll go to so if you if your number one was like a hospital in london which everybody in the country wants to go to or something then that hospital in london will obviously choose like the best however many people to take Mm -hmm. and if you're not in that then you'll go down to your second choice hospital and like so on yeah Um, and that's based on a lot more than just your grades. yeah that's like not just your grades so So you go (laughs) so it's like also i suppose this is sort of a grade but you have a situational judgment test as well so it's just about how well you know like how to handle clinical situations so like if you're it'll be something like if your supervisor at work is drinking or like smells of alcohol or something um what would you do would you a like 
take a swig of alcohol with him <laughs> or like <laughs> be like report him to like the manager or whatever like it's, it's stuff like that is like common sense i think mostly yeah. so that's like half of the end yeah. ranking is if you have common sense yeah. and then the other half is how you do in yeah. clinical and school. also like you get points for if you've like published papers or if you've attended conferences like presented something yeah so it's you can pick up marks like mm-hmm. throughout the next yeah that's not really something years, to like yeah. actively think, think about, about right now yeah yeah that's like a yeah but it's nice to know kind of where it all lead up to like yeah, at yeah. The end exactly of the six yeah. years because it's such a long time yeah. what does happen but i think it's also important to touch upon so say you do for example yeah we're talking about oxford right now say you do get in you don't really love 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 it after three years you can choose to go elsewhere oh yeah right? yeah yeah so after three with oxford not with every medical school but um it's like intercalated so after three years you get a degree so we've just finished our third year we've graduated of like a ba in medical sciences so if we wanted to we could just stop now and just move on with our lives and just yeah. like get a job in another before field they, we used to be able to go to london uni but i think yeah. they've taken that away oh, really? yeah now you yeah. can't, oh, no. now you can't. Oh, okay. but that was that was quite a good yeah. option back then but i think yeah they've withdrawn from that one okay withdrew from that <laughs> <laughs> i was like i'm not even gonna correct yeah. you <laughs> learn from your mistakes <laughs> okay so I guess in terms of like the last three years, do you reckon there's anything or like any particular opportunities that you found really useful or invaluable, even just fun that like maybe are more tailored towards Oxford or? In terms of the degree or the uni? I don't know, anything, what like Um, comes to mind? So I would say I really enjoyed in the first three years, we had this patient doctor course. So it was the only time we really got to see patients. and that was the part I actually enjoyed the most. So looking back now, I probably would have, like, I would have liked more patient contact mm-hmm. um, in my medical degree. But now we're entering fourth year. We're basically going to see patients all like, the time. All the time now. Yeah. Um. So yeah, think about that. Like, how early you want patient contact? Because um, like, yeah, in Oxford, you literally barely come across a patient for the whole first three years. So maybe like in total, we saw like five six patients. patients yeah um do you know that's quite different to like other it's unis? extremely different yeah. yeah so other unis you a lot first of other unis year, first like, year straight away you'd be like interacting with patients yeah really? so it depends how you how you work so like for us i think i would be really scared going in first year and like yeah. straight away like on the job basically um so that kind of worked better for me and like now that we're a lot more confident with medicine in general i think from now on it feels a lot like i feel safer and more well prepared yeah even though i still don't know very much at all (laughs) um i just feel like i'm kind of ready to be in like a clinical environment um so you kind of need to know what works for you Mm -hmm. yeah and that's like i guess just by doing research yeah yeah just look at what the courses are like at every uni that you're thinking of applying Mm -hmm. to and i guess also something I'd want to know is obviously you're both technically like specializing in different things right or you oh. went you chose different modules at least yeah we did in third so third year we have our FHS yeah so that's basically like the integrated part you get to do a dissertation and um uh, like a project as well and you for the third year you could choose different modules so Zara ended up choosing so I did neuroscience and infection yeah and I did molecular pathology and infection mm-hmm. so we did have that one, one overlap, overlap. Um, but there's um, loads of options like 12 or something I don't know yeah quite so a lot. that's what we had our 
like our lectures on and would have our exam one paper of our exam based on and then other stuff like our fhs project i you could go to the hospital and choose a section um to do research about so i went into obs and gynae section and i did like my fhs project on um chronic pelvic pain and that was quite different to what zara did yeah mine was um i did it did it on neuro um and it was based on parkinson's disease but this is actually like a really cool part of the oxford degree i think because like for the fhs research project you literally can do anything you want like you can email or like approach any member not even member of staff any researcher in oxford and you just have to like google their name and like email them and if they want to let you be involved in whatever research they're doing that you can do that and then you do that project and you write it up in a dissertation um so yeah that's really cool you can like that's completely whatever you're interested in yeah and because it's oxford the research is actually like really exciting most of the time (laughs) and the people that you're you get to contact um and you're like networking in some sort of way are actually like experts in the field like every single time which is amazing so that's a huge plus of coming to oxford um uh what else oh like the fhs project you choose you like nothing will be held against you like you wouldn't get points for having done that if you wanted to go and specialize into something later on yes i don't consider i don't consider anyone specialized in anything yeah like we don't know like i'm not definitely not into neuro like that (laughs) so it's not like a deciding factor no so like now we just basically are back to plan a yeah like we're both like oh maybe we could go into this maybe we could go into that yeah yeah um your options are nothing yeah yeah, nothing's decided do you do you have to decide it all actually i think maybe like fifth year i think not even fifth year i think maybe f1 f2 is when you try everything right in fifth year you can decide like special modules i think oh yeah i can't remember lecture the other day I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're really selling um, yourselves here, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> We're kind of... We will fact check that. Um, stage. Yeah. Um, so is there anything that you also maybe didn't really expect, like from your medicine degree mm-hmm. as, in a, as a whole, or even like Oxford specific if you want to, or like were surprised about, yeah, maybe for your course and then for the uni? Mm. I don't know I don't know about surprise but like I knew Oxford would be very tutorial based but I didn't like realize how much more the tutorials would matter like compared to lectures like I learned a lot from tutorials itself and I'm when I was applying I was like oh tutorial that's quite nice having two on one but I think it's actually such a big plus having tutorials like you can really go into like detail about what you're learning and any questions you have, you can ask the person who's teaching you. And m- most likely they'll also be like leading experts on that subject mm. as well. Like they've been teaching it for years and doing research in it for years. Um, yeah. I really found with tutorials, um, anything I had a tutorial in when it came around to exams, that's the sort of stuff I would naturally remember. And like things that I just had like a lecture or something on, I'd have completely forgotten it. Um, end, yeah. So I think the tutorial system is a massive positive about coming to Oxford. Yeah. yeah. For medicine. And with Oxford as well, I was like expecting doctors to be teaching me in the first three years, but they were <laughs> all researchers, like yeah. um, professors and stuff. We didn't actually get much teaching from doctors. 
And also another good thing is with tutorials is you can actually just be completely stupid and that you can ask the most like dumb questions. Like, you know, mm-hmm. things that people get scared to ask because like yeah, my hands people up will, in a lecture. Yeah, yeah, exactly. People will judge you or whatever in a lecture full of like 120 people. In a tutorial of like one other person who you most likely know quite well as well. Yeah. You can just ask whatever you want and they, the tutor can just clarify it from like the bare basics for you, yeah. which is a big plus yeah that's so true and it makes sense that you're going to retain that information because it's Mm -hmm. much more personal and it's like having a conversation with someone where it's not just like information on a screen that you're jotting down and they're not really like looking at you whilst they're Mm -hmm. actually telling you this information and this really links to like interviews like how you should be that's so good sorry we didn't cover that earlier (laughs) how you should be during an interview like oxford interviews are basically based on tutorials you want to look like you want to know that you're sorry they want to know that you're enthusiastic about learning and you're open to learning so in interviews don't be afraid to speak and like i the thing i got told most was like think out loud yeah think Mm. out loud like even if you don't know the answer think about ways that you can get to the answer because most likely you will be wrong because they're they're gonna ask (laughs) you questions they're like weird questions yeah they're gonna ask (laughs) you questions you have no idea about it'll just be like something vaguely related to biology or whatever like something that you'd never have learned about in school um all you have to do is just make a statement of what your mind goes to and then they'll lead you along a path and then if you can like just say what you're thinking as like they're telling you things that's like the main thing that they, they're they looking for they're not looking for you to be right they want to see if they can teach you yeah, basically exactly. yeah how, how many interviews did you have uh i had i think every medical student has uh two interviews at two colleges so i had two at Queen's and two at Teddy Hall um, and they're both quite different so my Teddy Hall ones I had like one really sciencey one and then one really ethical one so like they were asking me more about like, ethical scenarios and like also things like sports and stuff like that like what I do in my spare time of course Teddy Hall yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, whereas Queen's were they were both very very chill like it was just so relaxed the Teddy Hall one scared me a bit um, but the Queen's one I was so much more calm for um there's i had one more science based one i'd say but it kind of went into my personal statement a little bit and then he talked about some science around my personal statement um and then the other one i can't even fully remember it was not even that different from the first one it was like they talked about a book that i mentioned in my personal statement uh, about clinical trials like how you'd conduct a clinical trial yeah. but it wasn't that scary it was more like a conversation it really felt like a conversation rather than a interview yeah with me I had two interviews at Queen's and then two at Magdalen which I was like randomly um, allocated to and yeah my experience was quite similar with Queen's like it was really friendly really chill like I, the they always say that most likely one interview will be science-based one will be like um, the values of a doctor, the NHS, blah, blah, blah. That, that will be the other interview. It's not always like a solid line between the two. Um, yeah, one interview was really chill. I went in and um, we were just fe- we were just like talking about my personal statement. He just like, he asked me weird questions. <laughs> like, I had to plan a experiment on how to link dementia to music because I had mentioned dementia in one part of my personal statement and music in another part of my personal statement oh, wow, and he like okay. tried to link those two <laughs> yeah. together um and that was quite difficult but he like pushed me and like we got to an answer together sort mm. of um and yeah that was really nice and he like i knew that had gone quite well because he said like i really enjoyed this chat and stuff so i came out feeling really good so when i went to the next one i was quite um happy as well and like i was it in a good mood confidence. yeah it gave me confidence 
um and the next one yeah was about like cancer um and yeah i just thought out loud in that one like i said some like really stupid stuff i think but i think he enjoyed that i was like thinking outside of the box um and then my maudlin one was really intense and different like the vibe was completely different so for one of them they told took me to a room um which they gave me a paper to read and i had to read that for 10 minutes and then they called me to the interview room where they asked me about that paper um and it was like one of my first instances where I had read like quite a, like it was about liver surgery and stuff. And it was like one of the first times I'd read such a high, it was a, like the papers we read. Yeah, like a really scientific paper. Yeah, it was really paper. scientific like, There's paper. no way you'd be able yeah. to understand that. But they like, asked me like, 12, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But they asked me like, um, like little points that should stick out to you first. Um, and they asked me like immunos- about immunosuppressants and stuff, which I had like t- revised a bit before the interview. Um, and then the other one, um, so that one had gone quite badly for me because like they laughed at something I said and I was like, no, it wasn't meant to be funny. <laughs> yeah, that's you with almost yeah. everything literally. you yeah. say. <laughs> anyway, um, and I was like really discouraged by it. So when I went to the next one, um, they asked me to, uh, they said, you have to choose one subject that you're very confident about speaking about and they'll ask you about that topic oh for like God. a section of the interview. <laughs> I panicked, chose antibiotics. I didn't know anything <laughs> about antibiotics. I think I got like one fact correct and the rest of it, I just did not. Like, I was just like, oh, is it? When they told me something, <laughs> I was like, oh, right, okay. Um, yeah, that section didn't go well. <laughs> but the rest of it was just like, they asked me to like um they had like a bottle of water and they asked me to calculate like something i didn't get do. anything like that oh it's I like did. i, I knew some people who were like really abstract like sort of like riddly kind of interview questions like something like if you had two switches and you could only click one, one which yeah. one would you click to make the toaster yeah. turn on or something like that like something stupid yeah like one of our friends got asked like how would you describe this fossil to a blind man yeah right? but i think that's more normal that's, to be yeah, asked because like that's like showing your communication skills yeah um but yeah so there are some colleges which will probably give like really obscure questions to, like see how you think like see yeah. if you can like yeah like critically think whatever but i but... also maudlin surprised me because i did physics for a level as well so they started asking me questions about physics and i did not think physics would come into my medicine interview at all but yeah they were asking physics physics questions just to show like if i'm probably to show if i'm enthusiastic to learn like every part of my mm. a levels um yeah anyway maudlin i don't know how that went <laughs> probably not the best but i got into queens anyways so i'm grateful for that yeah i guess to end things off is there any sort of advice or things that you wish you knew that we haven't covered yet that you know for anyone listening who's thinking of applying um that you would kind of tell them or kind of mention or things you would have liked to have known mm. i don't know what the kind of stuff like you tell you've told your sister because obviously your sister's kind of going through the stages of applying right now um the one thing that i don't know if we talked about it enough the bmat um for oxford i would say like that was a lot harder than i thought it would be and i actually didn't do very well in my bmat at okay. all um but like i i didn't know until after i applied anyways but i still got a chance to get in, like i still got a chance to apply um and i think that's basically because i didn't go to the best school for gcses and that got me flagged for interviews um so i'd say don't be discouraged if you don't come from a place that like typically 
let Oxford students in because that actually I think that actually increased my chance of getting in um, and the BMAT I would say give it more time than the UCAT because I don't realize how much time it would need so around one to three months of revision I, I would say. yeah no like not three months of revision but yeah definitely a month a month and a half I would say if you start because if it's because science like it's a lot of like GCSE level um biology chemistry physics maths mm-hmm. um and that sort of stuff it, the questions itself are quite easy if you had all the time in the world but um obviously in the BMAT everything's timed and it's a very short amount of time you have for things so you have to learn how to like train your mind to be able to like read questions quickly pick out the key points and like do the maths quickly things like that um so Quick it's maths. all about yeah <laughs> it's all about um just like practice and you yeah, can't do that in two weeks tough, like you yeah. really need to do it for at least a month so you've got to sure. have a, a technique yeah you definitely yeah. need yeah. like a technique but like that comes naturally when you just practice and practice mm-hmm. and it's probably the most important part for like pre uh, after GCSEs it's probably the most important part to get an interview because I think the way they do it is your GCSEs and your BMAT score kind of get calculated by computer into like some sort of overall score and then it lists like the student they like ranks the students and then they cut the students off at a certain point mm-hmm. and then at around the cutoff point I think they look at those students who like didn't quite make it and see if like if there's like any circumstances or whatever that could mean they did a bit worse um so and then after after that point they give out the interviews read personal statements and all that so once you get to an interview stage I think everyone's on the same playing field that your BMAT score doesn't matter at that point it's all about your interview but to get to the interview stage, you definitely have to do like decent in your mm. BMAT, I think. Yeah. Um, another thing, like preparing for your interviews, I was just um, I just did like some research on the NHS, like the core yeah, values. Like I I looked up like um s- specific things that were like really prominent right now, like current issues. Oh, Obviously, yeah. for you guys, COVID <laughs> is a huge thing. So I'd read more into that because I think that could play a huge part in interviews and questions but also now. don't forget other stuff that's yeah, going like, on um, in the medical world obesity is a huge thing diabetes is a bit a very big issue it's social like care you, is yeah, a huge issue stuff you hear yeah. about and know about in day-to-day life but like you haven't really looked into it yeah um that sort of stuff there's like uh like apps or websites or like a bbc news app if you just like subscribe to like the medicine part of the health section of it it'll give you like, notifications and like something in the news comes up about healthcare that's a good way of keeping up to date um and also just like read a couple of books as well yeah. just like normal yeah. and non-fiction don't put books. down stuff you haven't read in your personal statement yeah because they will ask you about it for sure m- m- one of my friends put down a book she said she had read sorry i'm doing like a thing with my fingers but you can't see it. <laughs> quotation marks, quotation marks. <laughs> Finger um, <my> fingers. <laughs> <laughs> anyways uh, and she went into the interview and she got asked about it and turned out the interviewer was the guy who wrote the book <laughs> so she no. was yeah oh she my god was, that's yeah, awful over. oh god um yeah. yeah so i would just read your personal statement make sure you know the stuff that you've written in it um are there any cliches in terms of what so like people I guess write in your personal statements and also books because yeah. it may be worth it because i i don't know if someone's gonna like hear this and be like okay i'm just gonna google what books i should yeah, add i think and maybe it's not the best uh, to do that i don't know oliver sacks like his books everyone reads yeah. um but i wouldn't i think at that point cliches, they don't expect yeah. you to they expect you 
like as a young medical student you would do that you yeah. would go yeah, up yeah. and search things that people recommend yeah so i wouldn't say it's completely like a negative to put those mm. in but if you want to like go outside the box you could yeah too much just read whatever's interesting to you if you don't find it interesting it most likely won't stick in your head and it'll be useless yeah. anyway so yeah. if it's like a topic on i don't know dementia yeah and you just don't you're not interested in dementia there's just no point no reading it mm. um i guess you have to be ready to give your actual opinion opinions yeah. But, yeah so it's made you think yeah yeah exactly that's what they kind of um and not a cliche i would say like a lot of people are like oh i realized i wanted to do medicine when i broke my foot oh my god um, stay away yeah, do not or, like, like go I, down that path like, obviously like um or they mention like every person who has fallen ill in their family and they're like that I wouldn't say that would be your only reason. Like, you can like, mention it. If that is genuinely something that's, like, really impacted you, like, your family members have been, like, seriously ill and, like, seeing how they were looked after and stuff, like, kind of spurred you a bit. It's it's nice to mention, I guess, but I would not base your, your whole personal page, statement off something like that. Like that yeah. Because it kind of is a bit superficial. Like, it's, it's not superficial. It's just, like, a very... Um, yeah. It doesn't really go into like the deep reasons of as to like what would make you a good doctor and yeah. why you are so invested in the career. Mm-hmm. It's just an event that has impacted your life because you'll be yeah, helping exactly. people who you don't know and the public, not just those you care about. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, so that's a cliche. Mm-hmm. Any others? Yeah. The only difference is um, that's like quite a notable point is between uh oxbridge and like normal medical schools there's a big difference in how you write your personal statement yeah, i can't remember if we mentioned this oh, really? or not. No, um, so with like normal medical schools i think you write like not even not all medical schools i just know everyone told me for bristol that you have to write a personal statement which like talks about uh just like why you want to do medicine and stuff talks about um your work experience and then you talk a lot about extracurricular stuff and i remember bristol specifically everyone said that research this though just in case it has changed yeah 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 yeah. this was like five years ago um but definitely for oxbridge um they don't want that they want a very science-based personal statement so about like what uh, three quarters of it was it oh two thirds I think I didn't do that much. I don't think. Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember the but exact. I, portion, I would put a lot of but like always link something back to science or something. Yeah. Like so that. the first section basically was all yeah. about um, like the science that I was interested in to do with medicine. So like maybe a book I'd read about something and like yeah. what part of medicine that made me like interested in learning more about etc. That sort of stuff. Yeah. And then I would talk about my uh, work experience and what I learned from that um, volunteering and all that. And yeah. at the very end, I think I spoke a t- little bit about extracurriculars, but not as much as you would for another medical school. Yeah. So, But if you talk about extracurriculars, always link it back to like how it has helped you, like how you think it would add to a quality of a doctor, like communication through like, or teamwork through being on the netball team. That's exactly what I wrote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a cliche. cliche. <laughs> but it's funny yeah. because I literally for the same, like, for me as well, I wrote probably two sentences about oh, well, extracurricular. Yeah, yeah. They really didn't and care. that's very like uh, Oxbridge centered. Yeah. I remember uh, my teacher saying that if you're applying to Oxford, you have to or Cambridge, you have to make sure your personal statement is specifically for them, and then any other university just has to read that personal statement yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. only get one, one personal statement. So yeah, you have to have that balance, yeah. but at the same time, I don't think other unis are going to be like oh, 
they told like me science yeah <laughs> or they haven't told me enough about their time on the netball team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so no you're not coming in to do medicine yeah. i do think personal statements are a very small aspect of uh the process, the process. Yeah. yeah i think it's more like it's something they'll bring up later in an interview or something but it won't your mm-hmm. personal statement i don't think will not not let you in does that make sense yeah unless you unless you really like, yeah or unless like you lied. really like yeah. you've made yourself out to be like a psychopath really, yeah. or something yeah <laughs> so yeah do you reckon that's um good rundown i just i think one thing yeah like life at oxford <laughs> oh life are we just gonna <laughs> go for life <laughs> then like this we talk about finance oh we talk like, about our um day-to-day day in life yeah day in the life <laughs> <Day> in <laughs> Zara Chowdhury. <laughs> go on then go Give on me a day in the life. well it depends what so, year are we talking like Give me year, like second year, third year. All three. Okay, so let's go first year. Um, first year, I'd say your average day, you'd have like maybe two lectures in the morning, would you say? Yeah. Sometimes Most one, likely, yeah. two. Um, and then in the afternoon, I think maybe once or twice a week, we'd have a lab, um, which mm-hmm. was like looking down a microscope at like some slides or yeah. something or like a little experiment like a yeah. respiratory experiment or something like it's always different oh we had dr as well dissection oh, room damn yeah in the then, first two years mm, yeah just... so then another time i think once a week again for this one right was dr once a yeah, week or twice um, a week a bit more twice a week maybe I think. twice a week um, yeah. i actually got into the dr before oh yeah died. <laughs> she's an <laughs> yes. artist and at one point course. she knew more about and yeah, our than us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So DR is basically a dissection room where like there's loads of like dead bodies everywhere, yeah. um, and they like show you all the anatomy and stuff. Um, it was quite interesting actually. It was really wacky. Like in your first year, straight away seeing dead yeah, bodies exactly. was crazy, but obviously you get used to it. Mm. Um, so yeah, a standard day would be like two lectures, something in the afternoon maybe, not always even, um, and then you're usually done with that stuff by like two p.m. Um, and then for us at Queen's, I think we had tutorials about two times a week, maybe three, yeah. um, but three was a lot. Whereas other colleges use like other colleges can have, have four or three, five, four, yeah. five a week as like a normal thing. But we only had two on average. Um, so two times a week is usually in the evening. So like 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. or maybe like 4 p.m. to 5 yeah. p.m. Um, would have one hour tutorial with like two people yeah with two people yeah and literally you, just, that's you go it. over like the the subject of an on an essay that you've written about yeah so, so they'll before, set the essay title yeah uh, yeah they'll set an essay title before and then you just write about it and then you just talk about that for your tutorial yeah that and was then, a standard then day in it evening <laughs> evening you just <laughs> dinner tuck yourself into <laughs> bed no like you have so much time to just like do whatever you want socialize yeah socializing it's so calm um and then second year was a bit more um and i think in oxford like second year medicine is kind of like notorious for being one of the hardest years which it definitely was i definitely had more um time and more of a life in the other years but we still hung out yeah second year was was my favorite year for sure yeah like at the same time because i think in terms of like normal uni as well in second year you have all your friends and you can refine like your your place you know like your oxford is kind of your home at this point um so life in general is so much more fun um but with medicine we had some more contact hours than usual not that much more 
I think also another thing that we, me and Sahar specifically decided to do in second year was we just decided what was useful for us and what wasn't. So we found, which we like... decided to partake in a, a lot of, of the, a Yeah, because it's honestly yeah. a waste a of time did. to like go to things which aren't useful for you. Yeah, if you know that you'll learn this better by yourself. Yeah. Um, then you can do. So like with lectures, if like I knew some, a, a lecture in particular, I wouldn't learn very well from sitting in a lecture theatre for an hour, just listening to someone say it. I would not go to that lecture and I would just look at look over it myself whenever I had um, free time um, and make my own notes on it. So I think doing that helped because it meant I wasn't like in like a strict timetable. I think it's different because you actually did that though. Like yeah, you, you have to like as do it. Yeah, you yeah, knew exactly. How you learned, but you actually did the work in the end. You know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's what's important. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so what would you do on a normal day? Would have um, like lectures in the morning. In second then, year. In second yeah, year. I think they're basically the same, but it you was just have a same. few more contact hours. I think we had a lot more labs. Yeah, um, a lot which more took labs. up a lot more time. Yeah. But besides that, it was pretty much the same, except the content was a bit harder, obviously. Yeah, there was a lot more to learn within yeah. an hour. Um, and also when we were revising, we were like, this is a lot to try and take in and memorise at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, that's what made second year the hardest, I'd say. Yeah, there's a lot of like rope learning, like memorising yeah. lots of like drugs and yeah. lots of like things. Because we started neuro in second year and that was a lot of yeah, like, and the, content. We, also in first year, a lot of stuff you do is stuff that you kind of know a little bit about so obviously like you know like bones exist <laughs> like yeah. you know like you know that you have like a bicep and a tricep mm-hmm. whereas of neuro you literally there's words i have never heard of in my life like things that i just did not know were real things so you, it was kind of like learning a new language as well mm-hmm. on top of everything else um which is what made it so hard but by the end of the year everyone kind of got the hang of it anyway mm-hmm. yeah and third year <laughs> was a lot less intense because you like we said earlier, you choose two modules and then you have a lot of time to work on your FHS project. Um, there's a lot less like contact hours because all of it is split across like loads of modules. Um, Can I just ask, what does FHS stand for? Oh, final honours school, is it? Yeah, it is. It is. Okay. Yeah, okay. final honours school. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it's because everything's self-directed in third year. Um, so if you, for your project, did something in a lab, you'd have to go into your lab and do your experiments. And like that all depends on what you're doing. So if your experiments take like two hours, then you're in your lab for two hours or whatever. But if they take like six six hours or whatever, then you're in your lab for the whole day. Mm. Um, Or you can not do a lab-based one. And this is what me and Sahara did. Um, We did like, I kind of did an audit, which was like uh, taking data and like processing the data and looking for like, trends and stuff and then writing a paper about it and Sahara what did you do? I did a systematic review so I just um I read loads of papers basically and then made wrote a note my own paper based on like information provided and I did a meta-analysis so I did like stats and stuff mm. um, so we had con- like, a quite like to answer a question that I wanted to answer so we had a lot more time because yeah. that stuff was like on your laptop so you can do it wherever whenever yeah, you don't like have to physically be in a lab you can to just do be it. reading on your bed yeah yeah so, so we had a lot of free time in third year mm-hmm. yeah we just started fourth year yep don't in, know what's gonna what's happen going with on. this covid <laughs> yeah. situation yeah we apparently we're not gonna be in the hospital until after christmas or something yeah. but we have gp placements now um soon patient contact for the first time in three years and i was really shocked this morning when you guys you were on a lecture on teams and there was like 120 <laughs> yeah, people exactly, on this one call 
first year. That's how many medics we have. Like 150 in first year, I think. I can't remember something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hopefully, it'll be all right. Yeah, I think so. I think I'll enjoy it more than the past three years because this is what it's been leading up to. Um, yeah. And like, I think with us specifically, we like the science, but that's not the reason why we want to do medicine. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, we want to like actually do things like take blood or whatever like <laughs> I <don't know>. <laughs> like <laughs> I've wanna... been waiting for <laughs> <laughs> I actually can't wait for the day where like you can I can be your patient or something yeah, well, well hopefully it's not like oh, it's more like a checkup yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I feel like I would trust you okay so a couple more years and then and then yep we're out <laughs> don't know what's or you're happen. like yeah. at the beginning of the of where it yeah. starts exactly it'll be um what do they call it foundation year doctors so we'll still yeah. sort of still be learning um and then afterwards you specialize and etc yeah which we have no idea about <laughs> oh my gosh i can't wait we should definitely uh, we i want to like come follow back up in, yeah, yeah. To yeah. Follow up for sure yeah. that was so it's good so weird because sophia's basically finished her three years here yeah and we've i feel like we're basically started, starting yeah. our degree um so yeah we're here for a lot longer than all of our other fr- friends and other degrees mm-hmm. you're gonna be here in like fifth year <laughs> <laughs> after two You're years after what like 19 till what 23 till 2023 yeah, yeah 23. so we would be oh no we'd be 25 sorry 25 we're 25 when we graduate <laughs> yep. you'll be doctors yeah which is so yeah, cool it's crazy it's worth it. yeah <laughs> Also, um, this was really good. Really, oh, thanks, guys. I mean, thanks, guys. You, like, Sophia. She, she thinks she's got a fan base. Yeah. Already. I'm like, I the like mic of yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, no, this. I feel like you were both really like you explained things really clearly and really well. Well, let I'll let the audience decide. Yeah. And hopefully, this will actually be, be it was helpful. a bit chaotic. <laughs> yeah, but that's kind of how life is. <laughs> I've got to go above an extreme. <laughs> I guess now if anyone does like come up to you and asks you like, what's it like? And like all that information and stuff. Obviously there's only so much time that you can give to every single person. It's like, mm, you can yeah. just direct them this way now. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So, yeah. so sick that you're doing this. Yeah, it's really, really cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you for coming on. You're We're going to go and eat at Zatar now in Cowley. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. I'm so, very, so hungry. yummy. So very hungry. When, when do I speak like that? I'm yeah. really hungry. <laughs> um, so yeah, cheers. Okay. Bye. Bye. Oh, his Sophia's oh podcast. <laughs> and on that note, we we Sophia's podcast. <laughs> Over and out. Bye. <laughs> Over and out. <laughs> that was in the tune of Calypso's song, Mimi. Check that out on Spotify. <laughs> Calypso dot sings. Like I said before, we want to get her on this podcast yeah. so i want everyone to listen to this to yeah. give her a follow <laughs> give her a comment on instagram and oh. let's get her on all right guys okay thanks for having us bye bye, bye. <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode please leave a review and share it with others so that we can expand the conversation and reach more people just say that you heard it through the grapevine To stay updated, you can follow The Grapevine Society on Instagram at The Grapevine Society and you can also find all podcast notes on thegrapevinesociety.com. 